there are two really cool ways to build communities on Twitter spaces. George is in the call. He knows a lot about this. We'll bring him up to talk about that later. Twitter spaces has, or Twitter has a community function. It's a brand new idea called Twitter communities. And I, I have been requested to start one and I will one day, but I've got to get my head around how it works. But the basic idea of how Twitter communities work is that someone starts the idea and they have five invites and they send those five invites to five people and they have five invites. So five becomes 25. And those 25 send those five invites to another five people. So 25 becomes 125 to 625, et cetera. And the, the biggest one that I've seen is the Twitter Spaces community, which currently has 800 members. So there's 800 members in the Twitter Spaces community that all have Twitter Spaces shows and that all help each other. Bloody brilliant. But as you can imagine, there's 800 of them. It's bloody hard to you know coordinate. And so I haven't, I haven't really fully jumped in to the Twitter Spaces community yet because it's, it's just too overwhelming for me. And it doesn't really work on the tech that I have. It, it'll get better, and we might throw to George after the, the session to, to, to get him his opinion on this. But what I love, this is how I do it. I love doing this. This is the way I prefer to do it. You can actually set up a group call. And with a group call, you can actually have 50 people in the group and it's 50 people that you've chosen as the group host, or if you like, and it's curated. So I have a group called the Twitter Spaces Tech Group. And there's 20 people in there that love talking about tech. And that's all we talk about. And so it's very targeted. It's very engaged. We learn from each other. Many of the people in that group are on this call today. And I reckon we've shaved at least a year or two off our learning by doing this, at least a year or two. So I'm very excited about that. It's so kind of like that, having a focus group, isn't it? It works exactly like a, a focus group or a membership group. And again, George does this uh, sort of stuff, so we will throw to him a bit later about that. But George is actually a moderator of the Twitter Spaces community, as is Chris. And so they, we will throw to them to ask questions about that because personally I find that a little bit too confusing. It's just I couldn't imagine managing 800 people. I just couldn't get my head around that. But with the Twitter, with the Twitter Spaces group, there's 20 people in our Twitter tech group that talk about roadcasters and Tascam Mixcams 4 and the latest piece of tech and the latest gadget and the latest software. Now, if you're not into that, don't join the group because it's going to bore you. It'll probably, it's very boyo, right? It's like we're just talking about all this great tech and we're having so much fun and we're, we're playing around with toys. And if, if you're not into that, don't join that group. Join another group that might be into whatever you're into. And it's really powerful. I mean, you're in that group, Ruth. Are you, are you finding some value in it? I'm finding lots of value in it because I don't know very much about technology at all. So it's very interesting to follow the conversation. 
And that's actually what has convinced me that I need to put a roadcaster on my That's right. You need violence. to buy a roadcaster, which is why if you if you really dig in this show, you have to go and give uh, Ruth five bucks because we're trying to – this is her roadcaster account. She wants to buy a roadcaster. So you can see it playing out. We're doing the show. We're giving value. If you're digging it, give us five bucks. You know, we, we it's a win-win. Like you're just spending thousands of dollars going to conferences learning this stuff. Anyway, this is not an ad for buy me a coffee, but the point is that we're having fun. We're building a community. We're learning from each other. We're being our best selves, if you like, and we're sharing the best parts of ourselves and we're, and we're actually learning as we go. So what, what's your take on community? Did, did you know about those two opposing forces or did, have you tried either? Yes, I I do have my own um, direct message group, as you know, um, and I have put together all the speakers that I'm having on my show, and I figured that was a really good way for everybody to be able to communicate with one another. It's not a very active group yet, but maybe we can change that in the weeks to come. And yeah. then I did know about communities as well, and I did apply um to have a community, but I haven't heard back from Twitter yet. Yeah. So not sure where well, they, that's going. They're, they're just uh, bringing it forward. I got asked about I got asked about a week before to start a week before Christmas to start a community, and I'm just getting my head around how to moderate it because I I, th I think it'll freak me out having to moderate a big group. So I personally am going down the group message idea, and uh, what Ruth's referring to there is that she now has a group of people that have been on her show or are coming on her show. It's called the Twitter Spaces Guest Group. So everyone in that group has something in common. They're going on uh, Ruth's show. So instantly you've got something to talk about. Hey, when was your show? How did it go? Can I retweet that for you? Can you come on my show? Can you record that for me? You know, I don't know what to do. How do, I, how do you help? And so suddenly you've got an instant connection with one topic as a DM and that group's got about 20 people in it. Isn't that great? Yes, it's a wonderful way to keep communication open and to keep discussion on one topic, like you said. Yeah, so that's the first part. That's the part we call communities, which is really the essence of what the show's about. But there's a couple of other ideas that you had too, wasn't there? Yes, I did have some other ideas. Um, now my ADs are gone. <laughs> That's all right. I think we, number we, two we... was was um, how to get listeners to show up. Wasn't that number two? Yeah, weren't we talking about how to get more listeners? Yes. Yeah. So um, this well, I ran a Twitter. This is actually one of the ways to get more listeners. Run Twitter polls. So I ran a Twitter poll to say, I've got a show coming up. And I asked my community, what do you want? What do you want me to talk about? I've got three choices. You know, you can talk, I want to talk about how to record the show. Is that of interest? 22% of people said, yeah, that'd be okay. And um, would you like to know how to improve the sound quality? Because I've worked out a couple of hacks and I'm so proud I want to share, like a kid in a lolly shop, you know. Yeah, look, that'd be okay, about 17%. And people said they want to know more about that. And then I said, what about getting more listeners? And bingo, like the, the, the board lit up. 
And my computer, that's yes, possibly lots what of people turned want my, to know that. <laughs> 55% of people said, mate, I don't care about anything else. Just tell me how to get more listeners. And just give us a 100 if that's your thing today. I mean, do you want to know how to get more listeners? Because we worked it out. I mean, we've worked it out. So let's assume that um, that's, that's the hot topic. So first things first, in order to understand how to get more listeners, you have to understand how many listeners you're currently getting, right? And the best way to do that, out, without a doubt, is diacon.com, D-I-R-E-C-O-N. It's not free, but it's not much. It's two bucks a show. So basically, diacon.com gives you robust stats about how many people came over the course of the whole show, when were the peaks of the show, and what, how many people joined during the peak, um, how long did the show go for, and how, many, how long did people listen for. So I can tell you for sure, at the moment, this is a moment in time, we have had 100 people listen to the show since we started this show, this particular event, and 38 people are on the call at the moment, right at this second. So that's a stat that we know we can work with. Last week, we had 200 people call in the course of the hour, listen in the course of the hour, and at the peak, which was at the 54-minute mark, we had 68 listeners live on the call. Now, that's a stat I can take to the bank. I, I love that. That's a number. We had 68 people on the call live and 200 people over the course of the hour came and went and they stayed about 12 minutes, right? So that's the first thing. Work out how many calls you're currently getting and then we can keep going and we can keep improving. So is that a good place to start? That's a great place to start. And yeah. so, yes, diacon.com is a great tool to have if you're using Twitter Spaces. And like we said, we started with last week's show and we have the stats from that and we're hoping to grow from there. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. So this is a really cool, really cool segue in the show. So first things first, we know that last week's show, the foundational show, part one, if you like, were 68 people live, 200 people on the call. We know for sure at the moment, 38 at the peak today, 100 people so far, but we're still going. So there's a couple of things you can do to get more listeners. One is you can encourage listeners while they're listening to send out shout outs. So for instance, what I'd really love you to do, if you want to, is take a screenshot of what your phone looks like with, uh, with this um, show, and then just go to the bottom right-hand corner and there's a little arrow there which gives you the link to the show and you attach the photo to the link and you just shout out who's ever there that you know. So I'm listening to Ruth's show and here's the photo of that show and here's the link. Why don't you come and join me? We call this a waterfall. My friend Kiki in New York coined this phrase, the waterfall, what I've affectionately called a cascade because it's a cascading effect. I send it to my friends, they join. They send it to their friends, they join, and suddenly... We've got 68 people on the call. So if you want to, I'd love you to do that while we're listening, while we're waiting, uh, while we're listening, just jump in and 
take a um, take a screenshot of what you're doing. DM me if you like, and I'll do that too. But that's one way to get more listeners. Just engage the audience. I'm actually teaching the audience to engage themselves. This is quite meta, isn't it? But you know, everyone in the group has a phone. Everyone can take a screenshot and send it out to their buddies. And we can get more listeners as we're going. We build momentum. That's the first thing. The second thing to remember about getting more listeners is that Twitter spaces takes a little bit of time to warm up. You don't get listeners straight out of the gate. You warm up to that. So as I said, the peak for last week's show was at the 54-minute mark. Yes, and That's, I remember you saying for your shows, Keith, that often you go for three hours and your peak is not until about an hour, about the 90-minute mark, right? I've actually found historically from the shows that I do that the the uh, the peak is at 90 minutes. And just in case that freaks you out, because it freaks my wife out when I tell her this, it's not the same people listening all the time. If you need to go and feed yourself or put your kids to bed or go for a run, no worries. You don't have to listen for the whole three hours. But people drop in and out and they come and they go and there's peaks and troughs and they usually coincide with the 45-minute mark, the 90-minute mark. And surprisingly, I usually get a massive peak at the three-hour mark if I've got the stamina to do them that long. You know, And we probably won't go that long today. But the point is that once you've got the stats, you can decide – what length of time you want the show to go. If you don't want to do three hours, then just do a one-hour show and just get the stats you get from that time period. But I can tell you for sure, absolutely guaranteed for me, that when I do these longer shows, which I love doing, I get a really huge kick at about the three-hour mark. I don't know why that is. I have no idea yet, but I think it's because it takes Twitter time to warm up takes time for people to find you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I haven't quite figured out why either, but it does. It does seem to take time for people to come in and for people to find the space. And I don't know what it is, but it does. It's not usually at the beginning of the show that you get yeah. the most people attending. And I think, I think the thing that's very important to remember about Twitter Spaces, because it's very new for people, is that Twitter Spaces is not a webinar. Twitter Spaces is not me talking at you for 45 minutes and then a pitch for 40, 15 minutes to buy some stuff. It's not that format. It's we're having a chat. We're going to have some questions and answers, so please stick with us because we're going to invite people up. You know, there's going to be people talking about their perspective. In many ways, that's the point of the show. When I do my shows, I actually almost never have a guest talking. I just go straight into questions because I love that format so much. I just go straight into questions because I love it. And the other thing about getting more listeners, I can tell you this for sure from the stats, is there's always a peak when we go to Q&A. Always. There's always a peak when we go to Q&A. And the reason why that is is because if I'm talking – like if I'm a guest and I'm talking, of course I'm going to share it because I'm talking. Like I'm, I'm, I've got the ego, an ego the size of the house, you know, and I want everyone <laughs> in the world to hear me speaking. So if I'm, if I'm speaking, of course I'm going to share it because I'm speaking. So if you can engage your audience, get them talking and sharing their insights, I mean, they're going to be highly motivated to let their friends know. 
does that make sense? Yes, we all have a bit of ego, don't we? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ruth? What do you think of the key ideas for doing, um, getting more listeners? Well, I think there's some things that you can do before the show. When you talked about Twitter polls, that's a, a really useful tool. I think also just having more than one of you um, advertise the show and Keith, you and I have some good synergy. We actually co-created the video for this week's show. I yeah. put it together on Canva and then you helped me shorten it up and added your information. So I think some of the visuals help as well and getting that shared. Do you want to share about the stats for how many views your video had? Oh, actually, actually, this is a really good, good hat. So what Ruth's referring to there is that there's a, there's a number of really cool sites for this, but she uses Canva. And Canva has the ability to make great graphics and then join the graphics together and animate them. So she made this great video, which had all the four points. I think that video is in the nest. And um, I said, okay, well, let's, let's run an experiment. That video goes about a minute and a half. I think that's probably a little long, but let's run it. And it had X number of views, I think 300. I'm going to make the video under a minute and I'm going to shorten it a bit. Let's see how that goes. Got a thousand views. And that's the only thing that we changed. We just made it shorter. And what I did is I put my logo at the front and the back just to let you know that I'm speaking. Again, ego the size of the house. So I'm speaking next week and here's this cool video speaking, talking, telling you what it's about. But the video went under an hour, under a minute. And we had three times as many views as a result because people are busy. I mean, a minute and a half is a long time in 2022. You know, I could make, I could be at Starbucks. I could be on my way to work after sitting in, I mentioned sitting in line for 90 seconds at Starbucks. I mean, it's incredible. So, you know, our, our perception of time is very, very different. I'm, I'm making, I'm joking to make a point, but the point is that the video went 40 seconds, had three times as many views. The essence of the video was exactly the same. Is that your experience? Do we, do we, do we want to run more experiments on these shorter videos? Yes, I think we should continue to do our experiments because that's how we learn, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing that Ruth was talking about there. We, we do a lot of robust experiments. Um, and... There's a, look, there's a number of really, really good ways. We can actually riff about this when we go to Q&A about how to get more listeners. There's lots and lots of really cool ways to get listeners. Tell people during the show to do a shout-out. Thanks to, to Natasha, who's just sent a screenshot out of what her phone looks like. You know, So Natasha now tells her buddies living in LA that she's on this show and that why don't you come and join it too? So that's another group of people that are going to get to know about it. So um, I'm just checking my laptop to see if there's any others that have done that. So why don't we go to the next part? Uh, and if you want to, do you, sure. do you want to? Have you got any yeah. other ideas for bu no, building uh, listeners? Three, and then we can talk more about it in more about getting listeners when we go to Q and A. Q and A. So yeah. our, thir our third question is. How do you record the sessions? And um, I know that Twitter does provide recordings. The downside is that um, they're not the best quality and they are only available for 30 days. So 
what is the workaround that you have figured yeah. out, Keith? So let's be very, let's be very, this is very exciting, very clear. As of today or this week, January 2022, everyone on Twitter who does a Twitter space can record. Everyone. So that's a win. Everyone can record. And if you don't know how to do that, just simply send, do your scheduled show. And under the title, it will give you a sliding bar that says, do you want to record? And you just push, slide it across to say, yes, that's it. That's as, that's as easy as it gets. Give it a title and push yes, and it will automatically record for you. As Ruth said, the quality is not that great, and it only lasts 30 days. But we do know for sure, coming down the pipeline, Twitter is working on a couple of things. One is, one, they're going to work on making that time longer. Maybe they'll make it 60 days or 90 days or eventually infinite. Wouldn't that be good? They never go away. Not yet, but that's what they're working on. Second thing, they're working on a concept called a playlist or a, an archive. Many, many, many people have requested this feature where wouldn't it be good if I could just have all my Twitter spaces lined up in a row sequentially in order so that people could just click on them and listen to them because they're incredibly difficult to find at the moment. The system's not that good. The third thing I heard this week is that they are actually considering the idea of uh, allowing them to be downloaded. That, that would be a revolution if that happened. That would just be, it would just be a game changer. I, I didn't think they were ever going to allow that, but they've, they've said that they may concede that and they're working on it. And this is really, really cool news. This is brand new from their latest Twitter Spaces session last week. But if you find that the 30-day thing doesn't suit you or that the uh, quality is not that good, Several of us have found really good workarounds to this. What I personally do is I use a Zoom recorder. I, the one I use is the 2QN, which is, doubles as a webcam, but Zoom Corp, the hardware company, not the software company, they make really, really, really good recorders. They're about the size of a mobile phone. They're about 200 bucks, And they just plug into the side of, the, of your laptop and they record as a WAV file, which is CD quality. And, and I just think that is a miracle. What do, what, what do you do, Ruth, or are you still figuring this out? Right now, I just rely on the Twitter recording because I'm just at the very basic level. I use my phone to host and I don't record it, so. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I'm recording for you. And so I've got a Zoom recorder, which a Zoom 2QN is the brand of the model I have, but there's a number of different ones. They look about the same size as a mobile phone. They just plug into your laptop on the side or even into your phone and they record CD quality. And then you can take that. It's an SD card. You can take that SD card, put it into your computer, and then you're off at the races. I know there's a lot of other people that are doing this better than me. But, you know, that's, that is about, that's about as good as I can get at the moment with my eight megabytes a second, you know, like with all my internet problems, that's about as good as I can get. But uh, is, that a good, is that a good workaround for recording? Yes, that sounds great. And so related to that, let's go on to topic four and then we can get into Q&A. I know yeah. some people are starting to put their hands up, but we'll wait until we finish this topic discussion a little bit and then we'll invite people up. So how do you improve the sound? 
Yeah, okay. This is actually a really important topic, but only 17% of the people voting actually thought it was that interesting. But I will, I will discuss it because it's really important. The best way to improve the sound is, in, is make sure that the sound is good going in. So get a better mic, you know, get a roadcaster, get a, a mixer, get a decent pair of headphones. Um, you can also do it with the latest version of iPhone, iPhone 12, 13 and 14, I think have amazing uh, gadgets on them that automatically improve the sound, but the iPhones are expensive. So if you've got an iPhone, you can just use that, but uh, I wouldn't buy one just to do it. There's other ways to do it. I have a mixer. I'm doing a whole show on this in a, in a couple of weeks. I have a mixer which has a really lovely mic, really cool sound effects and really cool reverb and echo. It makes me sound like a radio announcer. Cost me a couple of hundred dollars, but that means that the signal going in is really clean. So the best way to get good sound is just make sure that the signal going in is really good. But if that's not always possible and you can't decide what other people do when they ask questions and come onto the show, is that you can use what's called a DAW, a digital audio workstation, Audacity is the most famous one of those, or GarageBand, or there's others, Logic and Pro Tools. They're, they're, there's a cost to those, but what they do is they, they help you clean up the sound, add a little bit of reverb maybe, compress the sound a bit, and they then export it with CD quality. It's a bit of tech. It's a little bit challenging, but with this, we're right at the beginning of a really re a revolution now. It's January 2022. In 12 months' time, there will be so much uh, sort of advancement in this area that it would be pretty hard to start in 12 to 18 months because there'll be a lot of people ahead of you. So I think it's important that we work on the sound, don't you, Ruth? Yes, I think it is, especially if you want to repurpose it. I know a lot of people want to repurpose the information on their podcasts. And so if you want people listening to what you're sharing, it's good to have a good quality recording. Yeah. But look, that's enough for me. I've rambled on for 20 minutes. Why don't, why don't we go on to some Q&A and let's get the goss from the street. What, what do people in the community want to know about? And let's, uh, let's riff on that. All right. So, Edgar, you've been waiting for a while. You had put your hand up right at the beginning. So let us know what you would like to discuss and we'll go from there. Are you still wanting to speak? Edgar is not replying, hello. so... Uh, hello. Oh. hello, Ruth. Hello, Kate. How are you? Very good. We're well. Okay. Um, on the recording feature, uh, I just wanted to know if you can link uh, the Twitter spaces, for example, this conversation, uh, to YouTube. Hmm. Well, you know yeah, no, you can't. Actually, look, I, I shouldn't say you can't. It's te technically possible. There's a site called Restream. This is amazing. It's really hard. It's beyond my comprehension. But uh, as my friend Sharon says, it's behind my tech grade. <laughs> you know, um, in, for all the experiments that I've done, I haven't been able to get this to work. But there's a site called Restream, restream.io. And what it does is it takes a file, in this case a Twitter Spaces file, and it sends it to other sites, 
LinkedIn, YouTube, um, uh, Twitch, yeah, uh, and others up to 30 different sites. It's very difficult to do, and I haven't yet worked out how to do it, but I have seen it done. And if you want to follow someone who's just a genius at this, I want you to follow a guy we know from Ireland called Block Muse, B-L-O-C-K-M-U-C-E-M-U-S-E. He is absolutely a legend at this stuff. I mean, he tries to explain it to me, but I just can't understand it. Like he's just so far in the clouds that I just can't understand what he's talking about. But um, he has his show on Twitter spaces sent to other sites. It is possible to do. Have you, have you been experimenting with it, Edgar? What's your thoughts? Keith, I don't know if um, anyone else has been experimenting, but I I do know that you can also do the same thing on StreamYard and that it's not hard to do. Okay, it's not hard to do. No, because they have um, added a feature. It, it used to be really hard to do, but now they've added a feature and you can actually, I don't know about audio files. I've never tried with audio files, to be honest, but with video files, it's very easy. You can just upload your video to StreamYard and then um, decide where you want to. Ah, okay. Let, let me just decode what you've said there. This is actually really interesting. StreamYard and Restream have this ability to restream an existing file. This is what you're talking about. It's loading a file that's already been recorded and streaming it out again. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if, geez, that would be good. Imagine if we could do that. Imagine if we could actually take the audio file from Twitter Spaces and send it out again to YouTube and Twitter and to Twitch and to Facebook. That's worth trying. I never thought, I did know about that feature, but I didn't think you could do it live. But if you restream it, stream it again after it's been recorded, there's no reason that shouldn't work. That could be quite clever. Let's try it. We'll have to try that, yes. All right, so the next person that came up was uh, KK Santano. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Hi. A very, very useful uh, space. Thank you for that. I, I came up because um, you asked the question, Ruth, uh, uh, to have a playlist, or somebody asked about the playlist. Playlist, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I just use this very small trick. Uh, if you look at my pinned tweet, I'm conducting with my friend a free Python uh, programming language course for 21 days. So what I do is uh, I keep adding to that same uh, tweet. Uh, I, we run the session. We give the material and run the session. We schedule it and put it as a, a thread in the same pinned tweet. And then... Once we finish the session, that obviously gets recorded. Obviously, it's only for 30 days. That's a problem. But uh, I have that there. And then I put the attendees on that day. And the next day, again, I put the schedule and then uh, put in the same thread. So if somebody, after the 21 days, somebody wants to learn the whole thing, they can just go one by one in sequence. Wow. wow, that's great. I'm looking at this right now, and I'm going to actually put it in the nest. This is very powerful. So what you've got there is you've got you've got some format for people to not only take part live, but also access yeah. things 
lighter so we, we're recording every session so we are we are uh, today is a sixth day we are done five days so far so if you if you're new to this and then you come up and look at my pin to it then you you see the day zero day one it's in the sequence so it's like a, almost like a playlist but yeah, yeah. but you got to go click one by one wow so it's like a thread isn't it it's a thread yes, within yeah, the yeah i just uh, make it a thread so that uh, people don't have to go search for it like they don't need to go search for day one day two like that it's in a sequence i like this Threads so really um, powerful yes yeah what we've done uh, i'm going to pick up on this and I've, I've just put this in the nest for everyone else who wants to sort of look at what what is putting in nest means ah uh, so uh, if you go underneath the title right. i've now pinned your tweet inside our our twitter space it's right oh yeah, there. okay you mean uh, sharing the uh, tweet yeah okay, okay yeah thank you yeah so um what what we're talking about here is what i would have called a thread and so with what this is really easy to do what um ruth did was she made a really great video with all of the tw images together then she made a video of each of the individual images so we we created a tweet for each of those individual images so we've actually got five tweets the original tweet and four other tweets with the four topics and another one obviously to to, to promote her buy me a coffee page so in a way that's like a playlist isn't it ruth yes it is kind of and then what we would appreciate people doing is if you're here and you want to carry on the conversation you can go back to the thread afterwards and add tweets there and then people can continue to have the discussion. Yeah, look, lovely. So, thanks so much for that. We're, we're learning. So we've learned today that you can restream your, your audio. I'm going to check this on restream and StreamYard. And we've learned that if we do a thread, that's in effect like a playlist. That's really quite clever. That's, thank you for that. No problem. I, I want to know that uh, how do we, I mean, this is only for 30 days, right? After 30 days, it's going to disappear. How do I, uh, you, you said some about some app uh, that I can store it per permanently. Which one is that? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very good question. Twitter does not allow you to download the file yourself, but it will, if you want, give you a list of all of the things you've done for the last 30 days. You can request that not hard to do just dm me if you want to know about that and uh, it's a it's a very low quality file but you can do it so what most of us are doing now is we're simply finding external recorders to plug into our laptop and record the replay or the show while it's recording you can do it with audacity with our obs i use a zoom recorder but you've got to do it manually and you've got to do it yourself right I was actually at one stage very, very excited about a site called Headliner.ai, Headliner.ai, but I've got a funny feeling it's not working anymore. Like I, ha I had trouble with it last week. I know Brittany has had trouble with it this week. And at the moment, it's showing that the show that I had scheduled is not recording. So I've got a funny feeling that there's a bit of tech going on in the background and Twitter may even have indeed told them to stop. I don't know. I, I don't know because I can't get it to work. Don't, I don't have all the answers, but you can try it. There's a site called headliner.ai, which is a free site that up until last week recorded your show for you.
but the last two times that I've tried it myself, it didn't work. Did it work for you last week, Ruth? No, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work. So I've got a funny feeling that headline has been asked to decease, you know, cease and desist. This happens with tech, you know, people come along and they have these great products that are just so sensible, but other people don't want them to use them. So, you know, like the electric car, maybe. So, you know, they're just so sensible that big companies just stop them being doing that. So I'm not going to say too much about that, but basically it looks like headliner doesn't work anymore. So um, does that answer your question? Do we, can we move on? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll go yeah, and listen. And uh, thank you so much, Edgar, for that, that comment. Did we, did we finish your question? Did we answer your question? Did we, did we, did we, did we solve that for you? I'll, I'll DM you some stuff about those two sites. You, you need to follow me that for that to happen. But uh, Pizza HM2. So what? who's next? We have M. Kenya. Yes. Oh, oh uh, hello, Ruth. Uh, hello, Keith. Hello. It, has always, it has always been very hard to catch up with Keith's shows because of time difference. A time difference, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I always try to catch up uh, Central Europe and, yeah. So my question was, uh, 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 sorry? Yeah, go on. You've got a question? Yeah, yeah. I my question was mainly the concern with the recording. Uh, how we can how we can have the uh, how to get the recording available for for probably to use in other in other in other places. It's a very good question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think you've answered it. Uh, all I wanted to request is for you to write down some of those tools, uh, or say the sites that you've shared, so that we can of them after this podcast yeah yeah so um i'm doing a whole show on this in two weeks in fact i'll put that show in the nest so um one of the best ways to record best ways is to get a device that has inbuilt recording like a roadcaster or a mixcast 4 or a zoom podcast 8 and we're doing a. It's, this is such an important topic to me that we're back. I'm actually doing a whole show about this in two weeks, uh, and the show is going to be called "What Mixing Board Do You Use?" So, if if recording is going to become increasingly important to you, and you don't want to rely on Twitter to give you the recording if they decide ever to allow that, then you need to do this yourself. And so, I, I have some actually some good mates on, uh, on this call that have a roadcaster and we can bring them in too to talk about this because I know Ruth wants one. So uh, if no one else has got any thoughts, we can bring Sean up to talk about that. I know Joe Dale has a really cool workaround with a piece of tech. Um, I know Chris is very good at recording the show. I know Michael, uh, audio mentor, is very good at recording the show. If that's the th if that's the, the the tack we want to take, we can certainly bring them up. That would be that would be useful, wouldn't it, Ruth? Yes. So Sean now has a microphone. So Sean, what do you have to add about recording? Yeah. Hey everyone. I uh, just uh, getting uh, really excited about all this different tech that we can use to uh, to create great sounding spaces uh, that are easy to engage on. And um, you know, it's interesting because every single platform is different and. Uh, 
And uh, as Michael pointed out the the this morning, actually, Audio Mentor, have to give him a shout out because uh, I was really struggling actually with the technical aspect of the Roadcaster around the USB input. But even though it works on Clubhouse on Spaces, you've got to use a different connection method altogether. I believe it's a TTRS or TRRS. Uh, they they yeah. call it, yeah. And so um, just always learning. There's always ways to improve. And I think that, um, you know, just uh, just experimenting and having fun is the best way uh, a bay, way to, to, keep, to keep getting better at it. Well, can I ask you, do you use the inbuilt recording on the uh, roadcast when you do this stuff? Because it, it records as a WAV file, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And so I've experimented with that uh, through um, a bunch of video and other audio sources. I'm yet to actually remember to hit it, record on a space uh, to, to hear that file. Um, but it just sounds really clean. And uh, they're quite large files, the WAV files, but uh, that's really the best way to do it if you can record it right to a, an SD card like that's right in the micro SD card that comes right in the road there. You just pick up the SD card, put it in your DAW, and you've got complete control, haven't you? Well, you can just transfer the files right to your PC. You just write through the USB. Yeah. So, And then you can go nuts yeah. editing them however you like. Well, while we got Sean, Ruth, do you want to ask a question about the roadcaster? Because I, I, I know I've got a couple of buddies here on, on this, and given that we've we've collectively said that recording is important, what what are you thinking might work for you, Ruth, about the roadcaster? Well, because we have lots of people in the room that don't have equipment, Sean, what do you what are your recommendations? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I've had I've it's worked great for so many multi purposes. Um, and um, really, I think that uh, if you have the budget, you know, if you're planning on doing something and getting serious about it, that if you can have, you know, a roadcaster that has so many different built-in features uh, from sound effects, you know, which can all be programmed to, again, recording internally. So you're getting a more of a native wave file, you know, setting up different types of microphones. You know, you get the XLR inputs or you can even use a USB microphone or... Um, you know, there's just goes on and on. So if it's something that, you know, is is possible, it's it's one of my best recommendations. I haven't personally used the, their competitors. You know, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, so I'm a little bit biased in that respect. But for this purpose, I think it's a great fit personally. Yeah. I love what you're saying there, mate, because you, you are the biggest advocate for the Twitter tech group. We have, I reckon we've shaved two years off our collective learning by sharing stuff, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it just keeps getting better and better. And hopefully uh, Twitter will keep opening up what's possible for us as well, too, to improve, improve yeah. even more. So if you want to know more about this, guys, in the nest, I have a link to the show where I'm going to be interviewing Sean and my friend Chocolate Johnny and Billy Dees. We'll bring Billy Dees up in a minute. And Michael, audio mentor, about the various types of tech. Roadcaster, made by a company called Rode, is one version, one type of mixing board which, you know, arguably is the best available. And there are other competitors which have different features and different price points. So, you, you know, get what you pay for. Thanks. So if you want to come to that show, that's that's there in the nest. But thanks so much, mate. Keith, All right, this is Michael. Michael, what do you have to add to the conversation? Yeah, hi. Thanks, Ruth. Um, I was going to say, you know, a lot of people talk about how the Roadcaster, and I use one all the time, uh, the Roadcaster can do sound effects and stuff, but the sound pads that are on it and the other similar types of mixers, they can be used for other things than sound effects and just like a laughter or whatever. I use it for music. Um, you can use it for pre-recorded 
um, message. So if you're going to do a, a, the same room reset every time you reset the room, then just like record yourself saying what you want to say and then hit wow. the button and it'll play it and you can take a drink of water. You know, so there's all these tools and ways that you can use them besides just the sound effects and stuff that makes it really, really useful for running a great space. So thanks a lot. Well, I love what you've said there, Michael, because one of the re I bought a, a Mayono uh, mixer, which doesn't record, but has really cool effects. And before buying that, I, almost, I very seriously considered buying a, a Stream Deck, which is a budget, a gadget with 16 or 16 or 32 buttons on it. And each button has a feature, each has a function. And that one of those functions, as you've just said, could be reset, goes 30 seconds, take a sip of water, reset your brain. You're saying the same thing every time anyway, so why not just record it? What a genius idea.